This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Eliza Harvey. It's Wednesday the 2nd of March. In your Squiz today, the Ukrainian capital is under attack. An update on the floods. Good news for house hunters. And getting some gardening in. This is your Squiz today. Starting with Ukraine today, Eliza, and the news that a huge convoy of Russian tanks and armoured vehicles is heading towards the capital, Kyiv, in a train that's about 64 kilometres long. It suggests that a major attack is on the way. The outskirts of the city is also being bombed. If the capital falls, it would be a huge blow to Ukraine. Oh, it really would, Larissa. Uh, We're now on our sixth day of outright warfare and US officials reckon that Russian forces will try to encircle Kiev to force the Ukrainian government to surrender or agree to concessions. Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky made a passionate speech to the EU parliament overnight by video link. He said, no one is going to break us. We are strong. We are Ukrainians. And that received a rousing standing ovation. Uh, But analysts say that Russia was held back by limited logistical support and reinforcements. But as that convoy advances, there's a suggestion that a major attack over the next 24 to 48 hours is likely. If you look at the track record of Russia in, say, Syria or crushing separatism back at home, it looks like it could be an increasingly brutal and perhaps bloody campaign ahead. Vladimir Zelensky has also appealed for people around the world to join a foreign legion of fighters to battle the Russians. That legion isn't yet formed, though. Could we see Australians joining in on something like that? In short, no. It's actually a criminal offence for an Australian to become a foreign fighter unless they're a member of a foreign defence force. Things were complicated a bit during the week when the UK Foreign Minister Liz Truss said that if Britons wanted to go and join Zelensky's Foreign Legion, they could. But the Australian government is telling people to avoid the conflict zone and so is the Ukrainian community here. They say that people would essentially be cannon fodder, that a better way to help is through financial and humanitarian assistance. Australia has ruled out sending troops of our own, but yesterday Prime Minister Scott Morrison confirmed that Australia has committed more than $70 million to Ukraine's defence. That's for military equipment and weapons. He did announce last night that he has COVID actually, but he says he'll continue working on Australia's response to the situation in Ukraine while in isolation. Still in international news, US President Joe Biden is set to deliver his first State of the Union address. It's a big speech to Congress where the president outlines his agenda for the year. It's something the world usually takes note of. With everything that's going on in Ukraine, however, Biden's had to change tack a little. Oh, to be a speechwriter for this State of the Union, Larissa. I mean, as you say, it's always a huge deal on any given year, but particularly this year. Just a month ago, reports say that Biden's speech was set to highlight his domestic agenda to renew his attempts to pass that $1.75 trillion social policy program that was to improve education, healthcare, and of course, focus on climate change. Now, the speech is expected to emphasise America's world leadership role and Biden's push for a unified global response to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. But I do think we can be pretty confident that we'll hear him talking up his accomplishments in all things COVID management, particularly that huge vaccination program across the US. 
We'll see how the address is received. His ratings have taken a plummet lately. The midterm primaries also kick off today, so more to come on US politics over the coming weeks. Back home and on to the latest in the floods in northern New South Wales and Queensland. The death toll for this disaster is now at 11, with nine dead in Queensland and two in New South Wales. While the clean-up begins in Queensland, Floodwatch is heading south down the coast of New South Wales today. So that huge storm cell is moving down the coast. We still don't know how many people are waiting to be rescued in some parts of northern New South Wales, whether perhaps they have been rescued and they're unaccounted for. Uh, That's because lots of these rescues have been sort of off the books as such. They've been done by local people as emergency services have been overwhelmed by calls for help. The city of Ballina was evacuated yesterday alongside the low-lying areas of Lennox Head and all the surrounding towns, you know, Byron Bay in the Northern Rivers area. That flood watch that you mentioned takes into account Sydney and surrounds. There are warnings that the city is going to be smashed by more thunderstorms, heavy rain and damaging winds. They have actually started already overnight and we're going to see more of it today. New South Wales Premier Dominic Perrottet is calling it a once-in-a-1,000-year event. While in Queensland, Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk says the state received 80% of its annual rainfall within three days. If you're in those areas mentioned, take care today. Checking in on house prices now, Eliza, and while nationally prices rose overall by 0.6%, there are two encouraging signs if you're looking to break into the housing market. That's the slowest rise since October 2020, and prices in Sydney fell and prices in Melbourne stalled in these latest numbers. It's interesting, Larissa, isn't it? Because every time we've spoken about house prices recently, it's been through this lens of the crazy cycle of growth, 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 Mm -hmm. particularly in Sydney and Melbourne. So this is big news. Melbourne's prices stalled because of more properties on the market. Interestingly, new data shows that investor mortgages are at a record high, which will be interesting to see what happens there if and when rates do rise. Uh, That didn't happen yesterday. The RBA resisted calls to rate them. We do expect rates to lift at some points this year as inflation continues to push up prices of the basic consumer goods across the board. Yeah, those rates are still on hold, Reserve Bank Governor Philip Lowe says, because it's too early to tell whether the upward trend will continue. On to health and a new report says that just 30 minutes of some kind of muscle strengthening activity, whether that's lifting weights or even just heavy gardening, so 30 minutes each week could help reduce the risk of dying from any cause by up to 20%. We knew from previous studies and perhaps even common sense, I suppose, that doing weight-bearing exercise (laughs) is good for your health. Uh, But what scientists in Japan have done is they've scoured databases for the relevant studies to work out just how much weight-bearing exercise is needed. And they've concluded that 30 minutes to an hour is best, and that's per week, not per day. Uh, As you mentioned, you can be lifting heavy shopping bags, maybe even picking up your heavy kids. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's not that you've got to go to the gym and pump iron. And it's the idea that you've got to try to build in that muscle building exercise into your normal daily routine as much as you possibly can to uh, ward off death and disease. And that result rang true for all causes, including heart disease, cancer and diabetes. 30 minutes a week, Eliza, seems doable. <laughs> 
If you like to keep an eye on what's going on in social media land, then TikTok have announced that they're expanding videos to be up to 10 minutes long. For an app that started as 15 seconds, then 60 seconds, then three minutes, it's uh, it's quite the jump, Eliza. It really is. I mean, I'm not a huge TikToker, but uh, people I know who are a little bit younger than me are completely <laughs> obsessed by it. Mm-hmm. But it's become a bit of a thorn in the side of older social media platforms like Meta, because this is what the young people are doing and where the young people go, so too does advertising dollars and you know all of the mm-hmm. hype. So the short videos have been the key to that success. Some analysts say that TikTok could be trying to compete with YouTube and a spokesperson for the company says that the longer videos give users more time to be creative and entertained. That's uh, it's kind of terrifying when you think about how much creativity is already on TikTok. True. Squeeze the day, Eliza, what are you keeping an eye on today? I'm waiting on Joe Biden's speech. I'm a bit of a US politics mm. nerd, but this speech has big consequences, not just for America, but for us too here in Australia. I'm going a bit of a different tack. It's Dr. Seuss Day today, and the Squiz Kids team are celebrating all things Seuss with a kids shortcut on the topic. It'll be there for Squiz Kids for Schools members or those that are subscribed to Squiz Kids specials on Apple Podcasts. It's a really good, really fun one to check out if you've got kids aged between 8 and 12 years old. It's also the anniversary of the release of The Sound of Music back in 1965. I know I've watched that uh, that movie many, 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 many times. times. <laughs> a bit of housekeeping before we let you all go. A quick reminder that we're hiring. It's an exciting time at The Squiz. We're hiring for a social media editor, for a growth marketing manager, and for a Squiz podcaster slash writer. So if any of these sound like you, you love The Squiz, shoot us an email to hello at thesquiz.com.au and we'll get you some more details on those. And a huge thank you if you filled in our survey already. It really helps us keep our finger on the pulse of what you're enjoying, what we can improve on, or if we're doing well. Put that link in your episode notes. Again, it's also in the Squiz Today newsletter, of course. Takes a couple of minutes, but there's a $200 Dan Murphy's gift voucher up for grabs to sweeten the deal. And we do really, really appreciate all your insights and comments. Have a good Wednesday. We'll be back with you tomorrow. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super, one of Australia's most awarded super funds. It can be hard to know where the best place to grow your super is, but with awards like CanStar's Outstanding Value three years in a row and Money Magazine's 2024 Ultra Long Term Performance, Aware Super's 1.1 million members can be confident their super is in good hands. Visit aware.com.au forward slash awards to find out more. Awards are only one consideration. Read the PDS and TMD on the website.